Um, can we have apologies for absence, please, Joe? Yes, we have apologies from Councillor Lord Pennington, Councillor Neild, and Councillor Williamson. And um, it may be that Councillor Dawson and Cheshire Western Chester Councillor um, Riley will not be able to join us because they've been attending another meeting this evening. Can I just stop that there? Because we have two members of the public who wish to attend and I haven't yet admitted them to the meeting, so I'm just going to admit them now. Okay. I've admitted all people wishing to attend the meeting to join, so... Okay, thanks, Jo. Um, have we heard from Councillor Stockton? I heard that he would be attending the meeting and I haven't had any apologies. Right, so... Oh, Phil? I exchanged a couple of emails with him today uh, about planning, so... I believe he's around. Um, maybe he's having problems getting in. I don't know. Okay. Well, just keep an eye on it, Joe. If he doesn't turn up, just report that he, he didn't attend. Thank you. Okay. Can we move on then to declarations of interest? Anybody want to declare anything? Um, no, Chair, but can I have the right, if something does come up, um, to declare them? Okay, thanks, Mally. Bernie? Greengate community. Yeah. Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Right. Um, <laughs> have we had um, any requests from the public to speak, Joe? I thought that um, Diane McNamara would be joining us. Um, I've had requests for attendance at the meeting, but no. Okay, then um, we'll move on then. Um, this is for PCSO Neil Flanagan. Um, he's not able to attend, so he's submitted a paper report. Is that correct? It is. Right, okay. Uh, we haven't got our Cheshire West. Chair. Chair. Yeah. Can I just say a vote of thanks to Neil Flanagan? I think he's one of the rare breeds that they have on councils that if he can't come to the meeting, he always sends a report in. So uh, can we thank him for that, please? Yeah. Okay, thanks, Joe. Yeah. Can I just raise another thing under the um, police update? A thanks to Community Speedwatch? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm happy for you to record that. Um, they've recently had their leader retire. So. Yeah. So yes, and um, hopefully we'll uh, we'll hear something soon as to whether they're going to uh, start up again or not. Without, could then. We, sorry, could we send a letter of thanks to John for the work? Yeah, I think that would be nice. Yes, very good idea. Yeah, because he has worked hard over the years, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay. Um, can I just quickly mention under that, as, um, under the police reports, um, there's been some issues with, with bullying at Saltworks and there's also been some damage to the seesaw there. So just wanted to make sure that everyone's aware of it. I won't go into the finer details, but I just wanted everyone to be aware. Okay. I have spoke to Neil about the bullying issue and he said he's not been assigned to it, but somebody has been. They are aware of it. Okay, thanks for that. Um, so can we move on to the uh, approving of minutes of the last three meetings? So meeting held on 27th of July. Is everyone satisfied that they're an accurate copy? Councillor proposed. proposed, right? Yeah. Oh, Phil seconded. We're all happy with them? Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. okay. Um, Minutes of the extraordinary meeting on the 29th of July. Proposed. Yeah. Seconded. And everybody happy with them? No, oh, I can't hear. They can't hear me. Sorry. <laughs> Don't know what was going on then. Sorry, Bernie, did you want to speak? Now I'll just say oh. yes, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> I've just got a little bit of background noise then. Um, so the, the third meeting held on the 19th of August as, a, as another extraordinary meeting. Yeah. Yeah, everyone happy with those? Yeah, fine. Yeah. Thank you. Right, moving on to agenda item 220, the annual audit for 2019-20 to note the annual internal audit report received from JDH Business Services. Um, it's, it all looked okay to me, Joe. but there was nothing on there that you were particularly worried about, was there? <laughs> no, everybody else happy with the audit report? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay then. Thank you. Uh, to note that the signed copy of the AGAR um, for members of the public, annual governance, come on Joe, what does the letter stand for? Uh, <laughs> annual <laughs> governance audit report. Thanks. So that's, um, we, we've got that and it's uh, been signed. And the third item to note that Joe has now sent all the documents off for our external audit, and that's gone to PKJ Little John, who are auditors that the government dictate that we have to use. We have no say on the external audit. So just fingers crossed that nothing nasty comes back from there. Right, moving on then to the finance reports pack. This is up to the end of August. I think Caroline had raised a couple of issues. Do Joe, do you want to? Talk us through them. I can, or Caroline, do you want to bring it up? Um, not particularly, because you answered the questions, so um, I'm quite happy for you to um, identify what I raised. Okay, thank you. Caroline raised a couple of issues. There was a payment for £51.85 to Community Speedwatch. These were for two items. One lock, £29.95, and one lock, 
£21.90, which are used for securing the SID when they're deployed. Um, the other issue, um, rightly, Caroline said, we've got two contracts. We've got contract one, which is for Northwich Town Council. And I'm sorry, Joe. Can you hear me? We can, yes. Sorry. Yeah, there were, weren't there the chains as well, Joe, on that? Oh, the, the secure things, yeah. It was, uh, I think the chain was with the padlock. It was yes. to secure the mobile and um, speed indicator device that we provided. Yeah, because we actually, we actually ended up with the wrong one. So um, we've, we now have to put chains to secure it. Yeah. Okay, and then the other item, Joe, the um, service level agreement contract. Yes, it's listed on the accounts that there is contract one and contract two. Contract one we have with Northwich Town Council, contract two we have with Lowthers. Um, I will make it more explicit in the accounts as to which of the contracts I'm referring to. Thank you, Caroline, for bringing that up. Okay. So can I just raise the other thing is that the first time I looked at the accounts as well, the um, bank account hadn't been retracted. And I was going to raise that, but I think, Joe, you went back in and retracted it. I don't know how long it had been there for, well, before it had been retracted. Okay. Are you okay with that, Joe? Yes, no problem. Okay. So... Are we happy to approve the expenditure for August? Yes. Yes. Yeah. We're all happy yeah. to do that. <clears throat> and then just to note the income set out in the report pack and to note the bank reconciliation as presented with the supporting documentation and to note the income and expenditure against budget forecast. Okay, I'm running around shouting around for everybody, but that's not the real name. No, it's not. Can't hear whether speaking. No, I don't know who it is. It's, it's somebody in the background speaking. So, okay. So we're all happy then with the finance report, Pat. Oh, we're on. We're on. Yeah. We're all happy with the accounts now. Yeah. 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 Thanks, Joe. Great work there. Thank you. All of our bills paid. Um. So moving on then to. The clerk's report. Uh, the only thing really I've got to report is um, we're not really sure what's happening with the ground floor of Castle Park House at the moment. Um, works have been displayed. The asbestos report hasn't been carried out yet. And I understand the original planning application hasn't yet gone to Cheshire Western Chester. So um, not sure what's happening there. Trying to find out for us um, as tenants and users of that ground floor. Um, and we've looking at the market, regulatory services are now on this and are attending on a regular basis. And really that's as far as I can report. Okay, thanks, Joe. Um, Joe, can I just ask, is it affecting our reception staff? 
The honest answer, Molly, don't know. Okay. Okay. Can we put that back into a part B of another meeting? Okay. Can we move on then to agenda item 223? Caroline's going to give us an update on the Liverpool Airport consultative meeting. You need to unmute yourself, Caroline, please. Sorry, I thought I had. Right, um, sorry about that. Um, Councillor Riley attended as the Cheshire West representative and I was there as the Frodsham um, representative. Um, it was quite a long report that we had from the representative of uh, Liverpool <coughs> Airport. Um, they've had a very sad time. Um, they gave us lots of numbers. Um, stark numbers like in April there were um, they were 99.8% down in passenger numbers i.e. they had 877 people going out instead of 446,617 well in 2019 um, the only flights that were going out were Wizz Air to the Isle of Man um, the two daily flights um, so what they did they actually um, closed the terminal down and used one of the executive suites for boarding and disembarking um, passengers um, things did deteriorate um, they all the planes were lined up on the tarmac and they said it was a very very sorry sight um, when things started to open up again, um, flights with Wizz Air, EasyJet and Ryanair began. Um, and they've had a few more um, destinations actually um, introduced now um, over August. But everything is significantly lower than a normal year. Um, all the outlets were closed. There were no... Um, shops open there were no food venues so everybody was impacted um he said all you could do was get um drinks out of a vending machine and and sort of bars of stuff out of a vending machine um again they had reduced people coming in because of the 14-day quarantine um coming into the uk um and also saying how much confusion there is with people actually coming back into the UK. Currently, uh, passengers' numbers are down by 65%. Wow. Um, and flight, well, the last number was 99.8, so they've made progress in 30%, but it's not much. And flights are down by 40%. Um, and subsequently, um, the airport's been forced to make a number of redundancies. So everything has been impacted. Um, their forthcoming winter season is expected to be equally as difficult for the industry. Um, the eat out help out um, proved a little bit successful because some of the outlets opened up and could take ben have benefits of that. Um, they have announced some of the airlines have announced new routes. Wizz Air um, are going to go to Lithuania. Um, and uh, Romania. So um, they are looking at trying to 
to open up new new routes. Um, <coughs> again, aviation first industry to be impacted by pandemics. Um, this is going to be the light, likely to be the last one to recover. Um, further uncertainties likely over the coming weeks and months. Um, Airwash. Airport Operations Association, which acts on behalf of the UK airport, continues to lobby government for more support and improvements to the existing unpredictable quarantine rules. In June, the actual business aviation was also down from 404 movements to 404 movements from 2,290. So 80% down for business aviation. So basically, it's very sad news for Liverpool Airport, and all we can do is hope that things will get better. Good. Basic at all, isn't it? Yeah, we've got, we've got another meeting at the end of November, so i hopefully be able to report back some more positive news from them then. Yeah. Joe? Could I ask Caroline that you... That update, well, when we, we bought the other LGTV, didn't we? Well, yeah, but we brought the LG TV in the first one with like that until we got all the updates in it, and then it was brilliant. I can hear voices. I can't, I haven't got a clear line. We've got a member of the public that's not on mute. Can we mute them, Joe? Yeah, I think, I think you might be going from Christopher Whitehead, perhaps. It's muted now. Okay. I'm just looking, yeah. I can ask to unmute. In the meantime, Caroline, could you provide a written report so I could add this as an appendix to the minutes as I do with the PTSO report? Yeah, no problem. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you, Caroline. Thank you. Right. Um, just one second. That, that member of the public is still not muted. Uh, Joe, can you try again to mute Mr Whitehead? That, oh. That's it. Thank you. You'll have to ask him to do it himself. Mr. Whitehead, oh, thank bear you. With bear with me. Yes, it's on mute now, but it just keeps popping off mute. I think I've moved him out of the meeting and into uh, the waiting room. Okay. Um, Moving on then, uh, where are we? Uh, 224, the Frodgham Memorial Access Path. We agreed that PMP would form a working group for this. I did email out to every councillor on the 24th of August and asked for some information, some ideas for the path so that I could put it together before we had a working group meeting. Unfortunately, I've only had one response to that email and that was from Phil who confirmed that he didn't want to be part of the working group. So unfortunately, no progress. I'll, I'll um, reissue the email tomorrow and perhaps you could give me some ideas. Um, you know, so before we actually sit down and meet, it would be an idea to maybe start drawing up a spec specification for what we think the path ought to be, the type of surface, the width. Uh, if we can get the path sorted, then we can look at what we're going to do at each end of it to, um, you know, we're going to have to have some ideas on how we block I think it's motorbikes we want to stop them from getting in, but we still have to make access for the disabled users. But if we can get the, the bulk of the work done on the path specification, that would be good. Um, Helen and Bernie. 
Hi, Angie, just, just to say, um, I've just quickly checked my emails because I'm sure I would have responded to that. I don't have an email from you regarding Memorial Path, so I'd appreciate if that's recirculated. Thank you. Okay. Bernie? Um, are we planning on just like designing it ourselves as a council or are we going to get some expert advice on it? Or uh, What we need to do is to come up with a specification of how we want it and then we can go out to tender. Uh, right. Joe's already had one tender some time ago, but um, whether it's what we want or not, we don't. I don't know yet. Um, right. I was wondering if we were going to ask some kind of expert, you know, what would be the best way to go I about think, it. I think Councillor Aid has a very valid point, particularly as you think of the people who are going to be using the path are going to be disabled. I think we've got to make sure that it's done properly for our own health and safety and insurance. So maybe looking for an expert could, might be the right I, thing to do. Caroline. I'm actually doing quite a bit of work at the moment with the um, Hob Haywood friends because um, we'll come to the item in a while um, about the footpath um, that we're looking into down there. So we are meeting contractors um, and they are contractors who specialise in footpaths. And we have actually written um, a small specification for the footpaths that we want in Hob Haywood. So it might be that you can use these, you know, these are the kind of people we could go to and ask their recommendation. Joe, I do have a preliminary quote from AJK for the Memorial Path. Um, who did the, they're the people who did the uh, burial ground. And we were looking at £55 per one metre wide linear metre, looking at 330 metres from the memorial gates up to the memorial. So look at that. I've also sent some information through and I'll dig it out and resend it tomorrow about what the recommendations are for really truly dedicated memorial uh, um, disabled path, which is two meters. So it's one meter with 50, meet, with 50 centimeter passing places every so many meters or an area of the path, ideally, should be two metres wide. Yeah, I think, I mean, I don't want us to go out there and design the path ourselves. I want some oh. ideas so that we can go to the companies and get like-for-like like quotes. It's no just, not no point in going there and say, give us a quote for a path. We need to say to them, this is the type of path we want. Give us a quote and maybe say for different types of surfaces, whether it's tarmac, crush and run whatever and I, I don't know chair if joe's in agreement i think this is one that we don't go down the normal route of uh, three quotations we go out to tender on this one well yeah yeah joe we yeah. Go to tender and we follow our own financial regulations yeah I just, I just think the surface and whatever you know we need to make sure it's going to be long lasting we don't want to spend money on something that's going to be crumbling. In oh, the yeah, no, I, I, I agree with that. But, um, you know, it's, um, it's having a, an idea of what we all want the path to, to do, what we want it to look like. And, you know, um, obviously it's, uh, it's not going to be cheap. We've, we've also got to make sure that whatever path we end up with is going to be suitable because we've got to do something at the gates at the bottom. Um, Bearing in mind that the gates are listed, so we can't really touch the gates. We've got to 
find some kind of arrangements within the gates to block access for motorbikes. So are we are we looking at the you know the the path that's already there, the rough path? Are we looking at following that? And just that there's a wildflower meadow there, isn't there? And I would hate that to be destroyed. Well, the, these are the things that we, we can take into account on the working group. I, I just wanted some initial ideas from people and an indication of whether you wanted to be on the working group or not. Well, I wouldn't mind being on the working group. Okay. Well, I say I'll send the email out again to, tonight. And if you just come back to me and, and if you have got any ideas, because I, I, was, I know that Caroline's been looking at paths. We've got the information from the cemetery. Um, Lucy. Yes, uh, I've had an idea. Um, you know how we've had a bit of damage, say, with the nurse and other of the more visual memorial things. Perhaps if we are doing a path, there could be an opportunity to set something into the path that's um, kind of quite symbolic, but would be quite difficult to vandalise if it was. Oh, that's a good path. idea. Yeah, we like could that. do. Mm. Uh, I mean, one of my ideas some time ago was that. Uh, the the pit, bit at the top, there are 22 names missing from the war memorial. We could have 22 memorial bricks, 11 either side, curbstones that could include the names. So I'm, I'm open to those kind of ideas. So, okay. Joe, Can you bring this back to the working group? Yeah. Okay, so I'll send the email out tomorrow. Send me your ideas, your thoughts, and if you want to be on the working group. Thanks, okay, Joe. thank you, Judith. Right, um, two two five. Now I think this was your proposal, Phil, and I think am I right in saying you want to withdraw it? Yeah, in in, in the light of the uh, the session we had with Jackie Weaver last week, I actually tabled this motion before we had uh, that session, and I think what Jackie said has made um, made a lot of sense, and I think we all learned from that, including the chair. So. I don't see any reason for us to spend any more time debating it at this at this meeting. I think we should just let it go and, you know, let the chair use their discretion as and yeah. well as well is required. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, Phil. Do we okay. do we need a seconder for that removal, Joe, or can we it just be pulled? I think it can just be pulled. Okay. Thank you. And chair, am yeah. I right in saying that this can't be brought up for another six months? I don't think so, Mally, because we're not discussing it and voting on it. But um, uh, that's right, isn't it, Joe? I believe so. I believe so. Unless some significant information comes before the council within the next six months, that's a decision you've made. Yeah. Okay. Right. Two two six. Do you want to do this one, Joe? In terms of reference. Yes, please. Um, we, Judith and I, Chair and I, had a conversation about this and looked at the terms of reference. And to be fair, they weren't um, consistent across the whole. So in some instances, we had terms of references where we got 12 councillors on a council and eight um, to be court. We have looked at this and tried to make it absolutely consistent across the whole of the committees. Also taking advice from uh, the Cheshire Association of Local Councils. Um, so 
this is what the count the, well we are now proposing if you could you've had a chance to consider those terms of reference and looking to approve those terms of reference i don't know judith do you want to add anything yeah no that really was because this was something i'd suggested um, last year, when we when we changed the number of committees and we merged some, I asked at the time. Um, I might even be going back before that, Joe. I, I talked to Hazel about having a, as a template for terms of reference, so that we're consistent across all committees. Um, I was hoping that we could do it when we rejigged the committees. Now seems a sensible time. Um, so well. I mean, I've, I've gone through this, these with Joe, so I know what they all say. I'm happy with them. We've taken out superfluous things. We don't need to reference standing orders because the standing orders are there. They're the kind of things we've taken out. Mm. So I'm happy with them. I propose we take them on block. Yep. I'll go with that. Okay. So are you happy with that, Joe? We'll vote on them all together. Yes, yes. Can we take a vote on that now? Yeah. Caroline, I can only see a suitcase, I think. <laughs> Are you voting in favour? Yeah, there you go. Yes, so that's unanimous. Thank you. Yeah, lovely. <coughs> Right, 227, the um, Frodham Recreation Grounds Charity. And we need to have a meeting to sort out the, the charity. Yes, and also to comply with our internal external audit and also what Councillor Dawson has flagged up that we really need to have these meetings. Yep. We can arrange for the date for the first one and hopefully um, Councillor Dawson will be able to join us. Okay, do we, uh, do you want to hold, because we've got the other charity as the next agenda item, can they both be dealt with at the same meeting or have they got to be two separate meetings? They've got to be two separate meetings but they could be on the same day, one following the other. Yeah. That's fine, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Could I, could I just ask what, I'm not sure what it is, the Recreational Grounds Charity? It was, this is where, um, oh gosh, it goes back to the 1800s, I think, where there were pieces of land around Frodham that were made, um, as a presume an act of parliament, they were recreation grounds and they, they were, they might have been privately owned, but there were four pieces of land in this charity at the time. Um, Manly Road Cops, Cromere, the Marl Pits. Oh, is this the one that Andrew was on about? That's it, yeah. But th this is what the charity is called. There's only two, one or two pieces of land left in it. Right. Um, they extreme, they're extremely complicated. <laughs> well, the, the problem is, I mean, there's no money in this first charity. There's not a single penny to be had, as far as I, I know. Um, Frodham Town Council is the trustee of the charity, and we maintain all the pieces of land that are covered by it. But for it's a, a formal requirement, we believe that we have to meet every so often to just confirm 
that the trust is being managed properly. Yeah, I, I realise now. Yeah. So yeah, so we're happy to. If we just talk about the second one, we do these two together. The Friends of Bob Haywood. That's a newer charity, which must have been set up when we bought the land. Bob Haywood. Yeah, so I think, yeah, we, we're both happy, or we're all happy, Joe, to cover both of them on the same day as consecutive meetings. Thank you. I'll circulate some dates to you all. Yeah, okay. Everybody happy with that? Yeah. 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 Brilliant. Um, 229, casual vacancies. Um, we have uh, two vacancies now. Um Waterside Warden over and five crosses. So I'm assuming that you all will be happy for Joe to advertise these now with a view yeah. to go option in November. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So yeah. you can crack on with that, Joe, please. Thank you. We're doing well tonight. Um keep it up. Two thirty, Hob Hay Wood. Um, now there's uh, a repair that needs doing here. Um, Caroline, do you want to talk about this one? As you're our regular with the Hop Haywood group. That was Helen. Yeah. Um... Sorry, Helen. <laughs> Caroline, you want to talk about this? Sorry. Do, do you want me to go ahead? Yes, yeah, please. Yes, please. Um, this matter was... Yeah, the, the, the um, footpaths were raised. Um, this particular one is from the main bridge going north um, and is one that we have, as the volunteers, we've done a number of repairs to over the last two or three years um, because it's wire mesh on um, boardwalks. Um, we put an application in to awards for all um, and unfortunately, um, we couldn't do it. It was the landowner. So Frodsham Town Council um, had to put the application in. And we're not quite sure what happened to that application. And that was put in. Well, we, we, we don't know whether it was put in, but the, the application should have gone in last, no yes, last November 2019. Um, but because of lockdown, of course, we've had increased footfall coming through Hob Haywood. We've had not only humans, we've had animals, we've had um, bikes and heaven knows what else going through. And unfortunately, it has meant that we have now got holes in the boardwalks. The boardwalks have always not been the most satisfactory solution because it's wood on soil. Um, when the um, Friends of Hob, Hay Hob Haywood Friends actually were going for um, the awards for all, they got um, a quote um, from one of the contractors that um, you know we, we, we as a council have used before. Um, I've actually um, updated that um, and um, they've given me um, a quote that is now um, expires on the 20th of October. Um, we have had a formal complaint about it from a member of the public. Um, I am very conscious that um, somebody could trip. The mesh is actually holding um, 
keeping it reasonably level, but it would only take a small foot probably to go through the mesh. Um, the quote, <clears throat> I'm actually seeing another contractor um, who, the biggest problem we've got is the access. And that's where the cost comes in. The actual work, if we could get to it with vehicles and take all the building materials and machines that are needed, it would be easy, but the access is just awful. Um, so I'm meeting this other contractor because I believe they have equipment that they can actually get down there because they have previously done work actually in Hobhay. Um, but what I'd like to do is just give you a feel for what, how much money we're talking about. The current quote we've got is basically nearly 8,000 without VAT. Um, but what we're very keen to do is to get this work done ASAP because we really can't go through another winter without it deteriorating anymore. Um, because knowing that there is a problem, you know, we would hate there to be a, a, a problem, you know, with a human being. So, but we're working as fast as we can to get the quotes, trying to get people to meet is, or to turn up is, is, is not easy. So I hope to by the end of this week have at least these two quotes. Um, so um, I don't know whether anybody else, I think Helen, you walk down there and you can confirm the state of these particular boardwalks. We're not going to replace them with boardwalks. We're going to replace them with the type of material that we've done a number of the footpaths in the wood. So all I'm looking for is um, for people to endorse that we could go ahead with this work um, once we've got a couple of quotes. Go. Oh, yeah, I think we can probably consider this in the next item, which is to consider what the town council will do. Um, there are more than one options. There is give a grant to or a donation to Hob Haywood to go ahead and do the works, or the town council manage those works and agree a budget for managing those works, in which case all the um, quotes, etc., will be need to be sought by the town council and brought before committee. Chair? Yeah. Um, I think Caroline's got this well underway. I think what we should be looking as a council, because we're only doing things that will maintain the land that we own. I think what I would be in favour of is giving Hob Hay Wood um, a grant from the council. Um, I think we've got 5,000 sit sitting somewhere and I know we've got some more money coming in. Um, I think we should just get along and do it, but let them as volunteers, because they're doing the work week in, week out, to obtain whoever is the best to do it. And I'm, I can honestly say I can trust nobody else but Councillor Ashton when it comes to spreadsheets. Can, can I just clarify with Joe, though? Is there a VAT issue here? You know, if it's done under the auspices of the council, it doesn't, we don't pay VAT on it, or we can claim it back. There is a VAT issue here, whereas if the council manages and um, progresses the works, accepts the quotes and does it through our financial regulations, then yes, we can reclaim that. 
if um, the monies are given to Hobhay Wood, I don't believe that they can claim the bat back, but I could be wrong. But I don't think charities can, I don't know. Does, is there any... Um... Well, Judith, you'll know that our Christmas claims the bat back. Is that through oh, the council? Joe pays, well, yes, Joe pays those bills because Joe was the banker. Not Joe personally. Frodham Town Council held the okay. fund for Christmas. Um, I, I mean, I think probably most of us, probably all of us here, are happy for the work to be done. Um, it's less of a bother for us about how it's actually done. But, um, you know, there, there probably are good reasons for doing it under the direction of Frodham Town Council, provided Joe works closely with the, the group. Judith, can I just say, uh, Ryan's had his hand up for a while. Sorry, Ryan. Thank you, Chair. Um, we have some money from the community infrastructure levy, Joe, is that right? We could, we could use right. that. Um, yeah. Also, um, when we were talking about the agar, there was talk of there being some money in a dormant account. I, I didn't fully understand what that money, what the purposes were for that money. Is that something that could go towards it as well? Uh, yeah. Caroline. Uh, yeah, can I just say, I just tried to send a chat to the town clerk. Councillor um, Riley would like access, please. Okay. Okay, so just getting back to that point, can we just um, finish that one off? Um, how are we going to, are we going to do, um, does the council wish to do a donation to Hobhead Ward in the same way that we did with the community association? I, I would prefer you to, to look after that, look after the money, Joe. but I'm happy for us to um, give you delegated authority now to, right. uh, to go with the quotes that you know the, the the group want the company want and you just pay the bills can we do that bernie's got a point and ryan's got a point bernie i'm just i know the, i know i under, fully understand the work's got to be done but we do seem to give hob haywood quite a lot of money and i think we need to be careful because every year we seem to be giving and giving and giving and well we're not uh, really we're not really giving, Bernie, because we own the woods and we have a responsibility to maintain that. I understand it. that, but surely we've got to make sure that we're not that we're not keeping money every year. We've got to make sure the work's done and it's done to a standard that we don't have to keep doing this all the time. I think the problem, though, is that it's the wood and it carries on going. It needs maintenance. Um, Ryan, you wanted to speak again. Yeah, I was just wondering if, whilst Caroline is there, if she could just clarify what that, that money in the Hobhay account is intended for. We didn't really get an answer. So there's the money in the dormant account. While they're, while they're seeking £8,000, and they seem to have around about 25% of that money sat in a dormant account at the moment. So we can't get access to that, Ryan. Yeah, but we, until we, all the, the charity we, is sorted out. But I think that the charity needs to be making steps Sorry? to accessing that money. Then, if they're if they're uh, yeah, but it, it, it's nothing. It isn't. 
It's nothing to do with us. They are friends of Hob Haywood. We are Hob Haywood friends. That's why we had to, it's a play on names. We, it is nothing to do with us. When we set up Hob Haywood friends, we were very conscious that it was a dormant account. We, that we couldn't get access to it. I mean, as Councillor Dawson said, yes, it would be nice if we could have the money, but at the moment we can't have the money. Who, who, All who the money we raised. Money? Who, whose money is it? Who, who's in control of that group that has the other chair? There's, there's nobody there. That they've all gone. People, the people who set that up were people like Graham Bondy. It was years and years ago, about 2003. It was set I, I, up. I, I just feel it. It seems a little bit silly to say that we need £8,000 for something whilst we have £1,600 there that we're just willing to not touch or not spend. And I just think that we, we need to look... We can't get at it, Ryan. We cannot physically get at it. This, this is something that may well be addressed when we have the trust meeting that Joe's going to organise. Uh, Phil wants to speak and then Lucy, I think. All I'd like to say is that we asked Councillor Dawson with his... Uh, legal expertise to look into getting hold of this money we, we can't, on behalf of the council. No, uh, Andrew can't be our legal representative. If we want legal advice, we have to go to a, um, okay. a, you know, a, another legal person. Lucy and then back to Joe. Yeah, it's just an idea that if it's all held by these other people that used to be on the trust, can they be contacted to sign over a different group of people to the trust who are more actively involved and then those new people that are yeah. on there could transfer it over? Could there be a way like that, just asking the old people to reform for one yeah. last time just to release this money? Not that, that easy. Yeah, I think, Lucy, it, this is something that we'll sort out at the meeting when okay. we discuss the two trusts. Joe. Okay. Okay, I was just going to say this is something that we need to discuss when we go back to the um, the meeting of the trust. In the meantime, what action are we going to take, Chair? Yeah. Has everybody seen the photographs that Caroline sent round? It's in a right state, and I don't think we can wait for another mudslide to happen. Um, I think we need to act very quick, quickly, and I think. Um, if we, if Joe could get together with the Hob Haywood people and come up with an amicable situation that suits our financial practices and gets the job done, I think Joe. that would be the best way forward. Joe, sort this out tonight, everybody. We can sort this out tonight. Are the council prepared to put the money into supporting the boardwalk? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. yes, you are. Okay, so how do we do it? Do we give Hopay friends the money or do we keep it in-house and I manage it? I'd rather it was kept in-house and you managed it. Well, only because of the VAT. Um, VAT situation. Well, well not, not only because of that, it's also because we've got another group there with money that we cannot get at. So we don't want to be giving money to another group. So I think we should be managing it in-house. Yeah. Yeah. Well said, sir. Um, but one more point, one more point to make. The money that is in the Hobhay account, it is in control of the town council. So that could be transferred to that budget item and we remove that yeah. entirely. Why is it there? I don't know. Okay. okay. But 
I presume, Joe, that you could have all of this done and dusted and sorted out with the Hobhay friends in time for the Amenities Committee on the, what's that, about 13th of October? Early October, we've got Amenities Committee where any spend could be approved. We can, but that spend can be approved at this committee. Why? Right. Yeah. Let's okay. crack on with it. Well, Let's just do it. Yes, I, I, I'm happy then to propose that we we agree to uh, finance this uh, the repairs to Hob Haywood. Are they? So, yeah. Are, are we? Are we? Are we going to? Um, Get the contractors and put out the tenders, or are we expect our our hard pay friends doing that? Joe, I've, I'm already liaising with Mark O'Sullivan from Hob Pay Friends. They have one quote. We can go out and get match for match. They've got a really good specification. They know exactly what they're doing, and we can progress this really quickly. Okay. Caroline's waving. Yeah, Caroline. Um, I have, as I said, I have actually had, and Mark doesn't actually want to get involved with this. Um, this isn't something that he's, he's more than happy for me to do it at the moment because I am a member of the Hob Haywood Friends. I mean, I volunteer with them. Um, but, and I have got the quote, the original quote that they got for the grants that they were going to apply for. I've just contacted those um, contractors and they have updated it so I have one up-to-date quote which I can it's actually come in the name of Liz Kenny so it isn't even to my name so it okay. and it's Frodsham Town Council. Right. so I, can I, I, I just come back here it needs to come through the council not Liz Kenny not a councillor the quotes need to come through the council so if you've already got quotes that's absolutely brilliant Please four of them. Yeah. Okay. So we, we so you want to vote now, do you, Joe, on this? Spend of the eight thousand pounds, yes. Please. Shall we do you want us to agree the amount or do you want us to give you a little bit of a margin? Say up, up to eight. I think Ryan's Ryan is Ryan. So I, I think up to eight at first and then see how we go. Yeah. Yeah, because we have got that other money that's lingering around from 106 money and everything. So 8,000. Yeah. yeah. Right. Is so that with to... VAT or ex VAT? Well, seeing as we don't have to pay the VAT, we'll be all right. 9,000 plus VAT plus 20% VAT. Yeah. Yeah. So, sorry, with 8,000 plus VAT. So the 8,000 quote will be exact. Right. I would assume, judging on what I've had so far. So okay. we want, so you, you want us to limit it to a maximum 8,000 excluding VAT? Or do you, want, yeah. uh, do you want to build in a little bit of a leeway in case yeah. these quotes come in at 8,050 pounds? More sensible. Shall we say um, up, up to 10,000 pounds? Oh, yeah. no, not normally, if you're getting a quote on a deal like this, it's plus or minus 10%. 10%. Okay, thank you. So Good idea. The okay. delegated authority to allow Hob Haywood to spend up to that amount of everything to come through the county. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Are we all in favour of that? 
Yeah. Sorry, okay. could you just repeat the amount? I couldn't catch the amount. It was a bit blurred. Ten thousand pounds. Right. No, thank you. It was eight thousand plus plus or minus ten percent. Was my it's understanding. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm mine, Phil. Eight thousand. Thousand plus ten percent. Okay. Yeah. Plus or minus. Excluding yeah. VAT. Doesn't matter if it's minus, Phil, as long as Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'm just talking yeah. from experience. Yeah. To work. Okay. Are we happy with that then? Yeah. Yeah. And then the second item with the calendar. Yeah. yeah. I, pro um, I propose we don't give them a loan. I propose we just give them the £300. Because it's for fundraising, they can pay some of the money back. So swing some roundabouts. Yeah, whatever. What's the money for? Printing costs. It's no, the printing of the calendar. What's the calendar for? What would be? What would be? What's the money raised going to be used for? The Hop Hop Haywood. Haywood friends. To do for what? Haywood. To do what though? That's the point. Let's just go in there, pop maintenance. Well, you've, just to, you've just come to this council for eight thousand pounds for maintenance. So. That's <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry, folks. Please remember. We own these woods. We're, we are saving a lot of money yeah. by having these volunteers because we're not having to pay labour costs to get most of the general maintenance done. So we should really support the volunteers. Yes. As, as a charity, though, can't they go and ask for, for funding? I'm sure. No, no because it's just like with trying to raise money for Greengate. Unless you own the land, they've got to keep coming back to Prodgham Town Council because we own the land. And it's only when you own the land you can put them for grants. It's 300 pounds for them to, they need lots of different things throughout the year. Um, you know, this is a big spend we've just done on this footpath. But as Caroline and Helen will tell you, there's something different every week that you have to look at when you're looking after woodland and fruit trees and everything else. Helen. Hi. Just um, to say, I was there on Sunday. It was our first volunteer day um, since lockdown. Um, unfortunately, we were restricted to six people um, and we actually cleared all the meadow of the grass cuttings um, to, to really reintroduce um, wildflower and have a wildflower field there that people can have picnics. Um, but I spoke to Mark at the time and what I suggested is that actually to have it more of a, a community aspect to the calendar is that we involve the schools. So um, Mark takes photographs throughout the year. Um, the idea is that we can generate funds from the calendar um, to pay for wildflower seeds, uh, tree saplings, um, equipment, so rakes, hose, gloves, things like that for people. But the idea that we can get schools involved too late this year, I think, but next year is we can actually have, hopefully, if COVID allows, days where we can go into schools and encourage people to use the woods, encourage children to understand nature and the green aspect of life. And, and if we can get schools then to maybe have a competition about choosing which photographs go on to which months, um, we can get endorsement by schools and we can start to raise more money. That hopefully will mean we, we do have some funding and we can stop coming back to Frodham Town Council um, 
for funding in future. So we, we're trying our best to generate funds. <coughs> Can I just say, also, we did the Tesco ba for bags, bags for Tesco or whatever it was called. And we actually got, I think it was, it wasn't because of COVID, um, it wasn't first, second and third from the, from the uh, green tokens. It was just split between three charities and Hob Hay got um, a third. But um, I mean, you've got to go there to appreciate it's, I mean, we used to have contractors doing work there um, until the, the Hob Hay Wood Friends was formed. I mean, the footpaths that we've made, the steps that we've all uh, had a go at making, uh, the bulbs that we've planted, the trees that we've planted, it's ongoing. Um, I mean, one of the things that, um, you know, I'm attending later on, uh, well, a couple of weeks time, is what we're going to do for the Festival of Walks next year. Well, if Hob Hay Walk, we'd like to do a guided tour, or guided walk Caroline, around Hob Hay. Caroline, we, can we try and keep to the agenda now? Because we're straying into yeah. next year now. Lucy wants to speak. Uh, yeah, I would just like to say it, it sounds really nice. I would support it, but I would also like the council to note that it's not the only green space in Fragham that's in need of a little bit of love and perhaps some fun spending on it. So if we can be mindful of that, but I do support it. Okay, so are we going to uh, give them a £300 to fund the calendar printing? I propose. Yeah, I'll second it. Right, all those in favour? No. Ryan's disappeared. <laughs> Thank you for record that. Yeah, I don't we we missed Ryan out on the vote on that one, but it was unanimous. Could I just ask a quick question? Do um Hob Hay give us accounts at the end of the year as to what they've spent the money that we've given them? Well, we haven't given them any money this year, I don't think. No, but I mean, in, in past years, because obviously... Um... Well, no, because it, well, they've not been formed that long and everything that they've had from us um, has been to, to pay for specific pieces of work. I'm so, sure they would, Bernie, but I think you've made a very valid point. Caroline? Yeah, I'm thinking as it's public money, surely we, we should know where they're spending the money, you know, detailed. Caroline? Yeah, you're very right, Judith. They've only just been given a budget. The budget used to, it all used to be within the Environment Committee. And yeah. uh, it was it was dealt with by the Environment Committee. Can I just ask, Lynn Riley still cannot get in. Can, can she be allowed into the meeting, please? Sorry. You've lost me a little. Well, can we, can we let Lynn in, she's saying? Oh, okay. In the waiting room. Yeah, right. So are you okay now on, on this, Joe, that we're granting the £300? Yes. And... Uh, okay, right. I can see Lynn Riley is there. Um, so you've approved that and we'll move on. So yeah. Lynn Riley and note that she's attended at this point of the meeting. Okay. It's um, entirely up to you, Judith, as chair, whether you want to go back to public participation. 
Um, shall we yeah. shall we carry on with our business first and then let Lynn speak at the end? Is she in the yeah. meeting? I can't actually see Lynn yet. No. She's been admitted to the meeting. I've got no control as to her appearance. <laughs> we just haven't got a name or anything, so I'm, I'm... I can't help you. She's admitted. Okay. Okay. So we'll uh, we'll move on then. Um, where are we? Two, three, one. Ship Street Play Area. Oh, she's appeared now. So. Helen, over to you. Okay, so um, Ship Street, the Options Appraisal Working Group met on the 24th of September, virtually, of course. Um, and we had an agenda, um, which I think we've probably strayed from slightly, but from my perspective, and I think the other councillors that were in attendance, it was a really positive session. So I've circulated a paper, just briefly summarise that for you. We've slightly amended um, the agreed options and we'd like to put that to you. Uh, the first being uh, the Ship Street play area, the Green Gates land <coughs> generational recreation area um, funded by Frodham Town Council and the community group. The second, and this is where we split it out, which is the Ship Street play area uh, land as a multi-generational recreational area with a community hub. Um, and that community hub is probably a, a small stroke basic community hub. Third option is Ship Street play area um, as multi-generational recreation land with a multi-purpose community hub. So something that could um, host the council offices and or other public sector organizations. So things like maybe community nursing or uh, you know, drop off um, centers the fourth is potentially the area to be sold to a housing association for affordable homes, social housing, but also including a play area um, and revenue used to, to develop and improve salt works. And the fifth as, as standard, which is a do nothing, which is our baseline when we're comparing things. Um, the first three options would require an amendment to the covenant and obviously the use of any public works loan or disposal of an asset would require public consultation. I think the group unanimous, unanimously agreed at the time that we would like to go to public consultation, but possibly with a preferred couple of options. Um, what we did also agree on was we do require some professional services to help us to develop each of those options. Whilst we've got some great ideas, um, I think we do need to have possibly a surveyor, possibly um, an architect to help draw up the requirements of each of those options. Um, we've got a meeting this Thursday. Lucy's got some experience of, of planning um, in, in those kind of environments. So what we'd like to do is we'd like as a group to put a specification together um, about what we would require for each of those options. And then what we would like to do is we'd like to engage some professional support in drawing up what those designs might look like and help us with costings of those. So following on from uh, the extraordinary meeting held on the 29th of July, 
when it was proposed that we allocate £10,000 to the delegated authority of the town clerk for professional services. We'd like that to be retained for the development of option designs. And, and that's really what we want to put to the council tonight. Um, we've done um, a little bit of work around assessment questions, which we're still to agree, including weightings and um, evaluation. Um, in terms of information requirements, both for full town council and then for public consultation, um, we did agree that we needed a full report with full details of each of the options, but we also needed to summarise that. So if we go to, or if and when we go to full consultation with the public, they've got access to a summary version or a full version should they require further details. And in terms of timescales, again, this is just for consideration at the moment by the working group members. If we can approve the process um, at full town council in October, which would be questions, weightings, scorings, evaluation and public consultation process, then we'd look to bring uh, an interim report in December to council. Um, and that would have suggested design and cost profiles for each option. In January, we'd like to bring a full report to town council with detailed design and cost profiles. February, we'd like the town council to agree preferred options approved for public consultation and then for public consultation to commence in, in March, complete in May, and then we can make a final decision in, in June. It, it seems like quite a lengthy um, timescale, but considering what's involved, I think that's probably a realistic timescale. Um, and, and in summary, that was what was discussed. So, so the main point we want to bring today is um, that we propose to retain that £10,000 for professional fees um, with the town clerk, obviously financial regulations apply. Helen, can I just raise one point on the five options that we've got there? I think you need to make it very clear the difference in the community hub between option two and option three. Option two is very much a, um, a temporary structure and option three is the permanent purpose-built one. Um, Joe. Uh, yeah, just to say, I've um, obviously run it through Pam Bradley, who is uh, our support officer, really, at Cheshire Western Chester, and I asked for a statement as to uh, the cost, because that's obviously an issue, and uh, the statement is that Cheshire Western Chester is supportive of plans to develop the land to support community use in the area and will enter into discussion about the covenant. Did they say when they'll do that? As soon as possible, Judith. Okay. Mally, you wanted to speak. Yeah, a couple of things. Um, one, on the option appraisal team, Helen, is it you, Caroline, Judith, Lucy and Bernie? And Helen. Yes, and, and yourself, yes. that seems a fair split for everybody to be able to approve things. Yeah. Um, and I do, I do agree. At the last meeting, you um, committed Diane McNamara to this working group? No, two different working groups, Joe. Um, there was no. a street uh, working group, which That's is what Hold on one at a time, please. Sorry. That was Bernie. the last 
games that uh, Diane was on, working group, not this one. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, and can I go further and say that I would propose that the 10,000 be available for professional advice, obviously. What part did you say that Lucy was playing because of her background in this? Uh, just that we can work together and kind of get a bit more of an idea of what we want before we go straight to the professional services. So just kind of an interim uh, thing for the working group to kind of... Yeah, I hope you're broadening that we bit, Lucy, because it's got to be... I mean, you know, I've, I've seen things said that, you know, everybody from Waterside should be involved. This is a Frodsham council that's going to be laying out the money. So I just hope that we get a happy medium for everybody across the board. But I'm in 100% because I think if you remember rightly, I put the proposal of a hub for the council and the playing area right from the get-go, right from the word go, I said that that would be a good idea. And I'll Helen. support you all. I would support you all the way on that. Helen and then Joe. Thanks, Judith. Um, just really to, to corroborate what Lucy was saying, as a group, we're going to get together and use some of Lucy's skills um, and experience to develop a specification. And that will be for each of the options. So that's a specification of requirements of those options. So it's not just about the Green Gates Community Project, it's about all the options and, and Lucy's um, advisors, she's, she's more than happy to help to do all that as part of the meeting last week. And as a group, I think we're all willing to do that. Yeah. yeah. Joe. No, nothing, nothing more further to add. Uh, can I just point out with the timescale, um, Frodsham Town Council won't be meeting in October, so there's no council meeting for you to take anything to. Or December. Uh, or December, yeah. Yeah, November's the next meeting. Could we not call an extraordinary meeting as we did during the summer months? Um, well, we shouldn't really keep on calling extraordinary meetings to progress business. We should work with the, the agreed schedule of meetings. Um, you know, sorry, but, but we called extraordinary meetings when we were dealing with the land swap, so... Well, that, that had to be done because it needed to be brought to councillors. It was a new thing that you didn't know about. It, we couldn't have left that one. Um, but the, the problem is every time we call a meeting, we're taking Jo away from doing her regular work. So, it, you know, it means that everything else is going to have to be slowed down to meet this timetable. And to be honest... Do we really need to rush this through as quickly yes. as this? Yes, I'm sorry, but yes, this is this will have been on going into three years, Judith. Helen, hi, Judith. Um, obviously, appreciate they're not meeting in October and December. Is it possible to circulate a paper um, to council for consideration at those times and mm -hmm. receive feedback? Yeah, there's no problem. The problem is that you know it's it's when it needs um, voting on to the next stage, um, you know, because there's no guarantees that we're going to hit these timescales with um, getting, you know, help and what have you. We can't keep delaying this though, can we, Judith? It's, it has gone on for a long, no matter what the outcome. I'm not, not delaying it. I'm just saying that, do we need to rush it through as quickly as you're talking about here? Well, I, I personally think we do. I, can I speak? Yes, I, sorry, Helen. I, 
Okay, I, I think actually the only time we're going to need um, Frodgham Town Council approval is when we get to those preferred options. So I think we can carry on going at a pace. Yeah, okay. And in, in February, that's when we need um, council approval. So I, yeah. I think we can. Mally, Mally and then Phil. Um, this is going to sound strange. I agree with Bernie. It's just, I want it done as quickly as possible. The community are now absolutely, we've got to get either behind it or whatever we decide. So can we just leave it open that if um, Helena's chair of the option appraisal groups think we do need to have an extraordinary meeting, she has the right to call one. Uh, who else wanted to talk? Phil and then Joe. I think the correct vehicle for this is through the amenities committee that, that will be meeting in between those periods yes. of the, the town council meeting. They can make up the minds more or less what we what the way we should be going. I, I've read the paper that's been produced and I think it's really good. And I think the way they're doing it with the ratings, etc., again, is really good. So I think if, 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 if the working group can carry on, Put the options before the amenities com the amenities com committee, and then we can actually they can narrow it down, and then we can have a quick vote at the the main council meetings. And I, I think that is the right way forward. And I, and I don't think I, I agree with what you're saying, Bernie, but I don't think that will slow it down too much because in the meantime, there's going to be these other meetings, so there's time for scrutinisation of what's being put forward, further debate at that level. So when it actually does come to the council level, it's almost a no-brainer. It just gets nodded through because it's already been agreed. That's my 10 penneth. Thank you. Joe, did you want to speak? No, I'd just like to move the item on. Oh, okay. Can I, can I just say, though, I think you're being very ambitious to have, have all of the designs drawn up and costed by December. Because that's two... two stages we've got to decide what we want we've got to come up with an outline design for all those options then we've got to identify experts to cost it for us and then you want to come back to council Let's just go for it. Try it. Oh. well I'd, I'd rather do a good job than a quick job that's not very thorough yeah we do have a meeting on thursday i think we are being ambitious, but we're being ambitious by design. Um, yeah. And if we need a little longer time, then we can take it. Okay. We are being ambitious by design. Yeah. Yeah, I think the further discussion on Thursday would be... Okay. Good luck with it. As, as, as uh, Chair, can you move on? Yeah, sure. Uh, hang on, sorry. Have we agreed to allocate to put the £10,000 on one side if it's required? Yeah. Well, we'd already agreed to do that anyway. Okay. No, that, that was for another when purpose. It, when we were talking about the land swap, we, we agreed then that we needed professional help to take No, but we're repurposing that money. That's the point. Yeah, do we need Sorry, to just Joe. have a formal vote on that to move on? Joe, do we need to vote on it? I'll manage it. Okay. Okay. Right, moving on then, 232, the town clock repairs. You've missed an item off, Chair. Oh, sorry. 231.2. Lucy. 
Yeah, so it was just to see if the council would be prepared to allow any expenditure of certain items, say like a bench, that wouldn't necessarily make any of the options feasible or not feasible, like generic, if we could spend things on generic items before the full options appraisal had been completed to make it more accessible to certain people, like a bench that somebody elderly might want to sit on, or w would the council see any of these things uh, Joe. feasible? Absolutely brilliant, Lucy. Absolutely lovely. We've got no costings. We've kind of got the costings from what it would cost to put a disabled path in up to the memorial, which is far less of the path than um, we would need to put in around the street. Really need those costings before the council can even consider. Do we think it's... Do we think it's the right time of the year to start upturning everything and putting benches on there now? Um, mm -hmm. We're going to get um, frost and everything. Wouldn't it be better to just hold our breath? We've held it this far. Um, no parks are going to be used in the next few uh, months because of the weather. So as much as I would agree with you, Lucy, that it'd be nice for somewhere to sit, but I think I'd like to wait and spend the money when everything's been agreed. Helen. Hi, I'd just like to say the group's meeting on Thursday. I'd quite like to take this item forward to discuss as a group and maybe have um, possibly work up some costs and, and send them back through to the council for consideration. I think that would be a sensible way to approach it. So. Uh, thanks, Helen. Joe. In October, in October. Joe. Uh, just in response to Helen and Lucy, though, brilliant. Okay, moving on then to the town clock. Joe. Uh, you have the report on the town clock. So we've noted that the initial repairs and the clock servicing has been carried out by Smith of Derby and the new motor has been installed. So that cost has been approved. Um, there's still an issue with the clock face. So the clock face, I've got a quote to uh, change that and install LED lights. I've sent that forward to you. Cost of £1,404. I think it's got yeah. to be done, hasn't it? It's our, you know, it's an important feature of the town and we, I think we need yeah. to maintain it. Yeah. And Swiss or Derby are the best in the in the country. Yeah. Anybody else want to speak on it? it Just it, let's do it. Could I, is the is it glass already? The face of it. Yes. Yeah. All right. It's all four sides, isn't it? Yeah. I just wondered whether it was like a perspex or it was actually glass. It's glass. Right. Okay. So we do you want to propose for in a second, Caroline? Did you want to speak? Yeah, just to say, oh, just to say that I noticed it had the wrong time on it. I think it was on was it Saturday or Sunday on one of the faces again, which I was a bit disappointed about. Well, let's get it done. Oh, we knew that, didn't we, Joe? That was in the report. Mm. Yes. Yeah, but that should have been repaired. Yes, it did. 
I understood, thank you, Caroline, I understood that had been repaired, so I refer that mechanism is not now working because I, I endorse the accounts on the basis that everything is up and working as of today. So thank okay. you. You want to vote now, Joe, on the LED lights? Yes, please. discussed this at um, the uh, events committee some time ago. Mally put forward a very, very similar proposal to this. Um, when we, we actually looked at it in some detail, there were the problems with, with one of the face schools not wanting to take part. But more importantly, given the, the things that are going on in the, you know, the, the COVID sphere at the moment, um, the schools, etc., are, are really busy. And the, on the first engagement, they, weren't, they really weren't interested and particularly because it's going to be half term anyway and they won't be around i, I hear what uh, lucy's saying i just but i also hear what you're saying judith i think um the other thing is that we did agree um at the events committee and at full council that we wouldn't commit any money um to any project that uh, that we didn't feel that we we could um fully run within within the COVID regulations. And I think this falls within that. So unfortunately, I don't think this is a starter. I, oh, I know yeah. we did put forward in his proposal that they, they yeah. could store the top the sweets till next year, but I don't think that's a very good idea, right? Ernie. Um, 
I've just been looking on Facebook and there seems to be a lot of favour for a pumpkin festival, which wouldn't involve distributing goodie bags or anything like that. And I just think maybe as, as a council, we could maybe just have a few minutes discussion on that. Because it is something that we could ask people to do, to put the pumpkins in the gardens or in the windows or just just for something for the kids to do, seeing as they haven't got a party. Okay, Donna, then Ryan. Um, mainly for me, it, with Mr Parkinson's proposal, is by using, by delivering goodie bags through the schools, a lot of the younger kids are going to miss out on that, where the parties that we've organised, the events we've organised, do cater for the, for the whole age range. So I think we, we do need, if, if I feel said, I'm concerned about the keeping within the, the COVID regs. I'm not sure how, how we would do it. We'd, we'd do it. Maybe we could have a, a pumpkin carving competition, but that's how the event started originally, was because the youngest kids, remember there was um, all, all other pumpkins stolen. Anti-social behaviour. Yeah. 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 Hold on, so, Joe. Uh, Ryan wanted to speak, then Joe, then Helen. Uh, yeah, I, th I think Bernie's right that there is a bit of support on this uh, for this online, and for me that it just um, it reaffirms to me that it probably doesn't even need any council attention because the attention is already there online, and let them let them crack on with it. The, the I could totally agree, there. Ryan. Joe. Yeah. Uh, my point is going back to 223 on the agenda to consider a request from a resident to hold a socially distanced children's event. Does this require any more discussion? No, Probably not. Can we, just, can we just let Helen have her say and then we'll... Yeah, it was only really just to say um, I agree with what Bernie said and, and obviously Ryan as well. I think, you know, if we can... As a, as a council, just promote people having pumpkins, playing pumpkins, um, then that that would be great. Whether we can do something to allow people to get access to pumpkins with a, a voucher system, I don't know, but I, I think it's got enough momentum. So, yeah, I I I don't. I mean, I think as a, for us to actually do anything, with a very short time scale now. Um, Joe, do you want to just go to a vote on whether we support it or not? Oh, well, could we if, if the sweets are deemed unfeasible, could we just run with the poster option? Because that would be quite easy. I don't think as a council we should get involved. But, but surely it would be nice as a council to offer an alternative to what we normally do. But, I wasn't going to... No, I, I think all you're, suggesting, all you're suggesting is what people are going to do anyway, which is put pictures of pumpkins and decorations in their houses. So I just thought uh, it would be nice as a council to say, put the pumpkins out, you know, we would like to see them and, you know, just back Joe, as a community. Joe wants to speak again. I'm trying to minute this meeting. And again, I'm just going to reiterate to consider a request from a resident to hold a socially distanced children's Halloween event. If this council wanted to hold their own Halloween event, it should have come before the meeting before this. Yeah. Well, we we voted not to do it. it. Can we park it, Chair? Yeah, I think so. Sh shall we just? Do you want a, a vote on it? 
Just can that be a named vote, please? Do, do we need to vote on it, Joe? I would only say that you've considered a request from a resident to hold a socially distanced event and have decided not to do so. Okay. But could that be a named vote, please? Joseph, we're, not we're, we're not considering a request, and I'm document. There is no, nothing on the agenda that says to consider a vote. I'm sorry, I'm, I am being pedantic, but we need to record the meetings as they happen. Yeah, we've considered it, but we've not. The event is going to go ahead, whether we endorse it or not. So I yeah. don't think it needs a vote. The event is going to go ahead in terms of colouring in posters and carving pumpkins. So I think we're just wasting time now. Let's just move on. Yeah, mm. I think be because we have one faith school that isn't doesn't want to be involved, it's it wouldn't be fair to the the children to go ahead with it or support it. As a council, you consider the request, and I think you should really move on to the next item. Yeah. Okay. Well, basically, that that is it. Um, shall we suspend standing orders now and let Lynn give us an update on Cheshire West and Chester? Yeah, especially yeah. as the COVID meeting's just finished. Okay. Uh, Judith, this you you are doing this, and um, yeah, fine. We suspend. We. The meeting is over and I am now going to leave the meeting as you can't. Right. Joe, so can I just say, can I just make a point that Lucy asked about joining the events committee? Yeah, there is a space because I've resigned. You said that you would you would speak about it under your, under the comments. Oh, yeah, under Clark, sorry. I'll the current meeting, please. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So meeting closed. Thank you. Thank you all for attending. Um, I'll end the meeting now. Okay.